Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Mornings on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah. 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 Happy being alive day, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. A good Wednesday to you. The DA Show on a Wednesday morning, man. Up and Adam on Wednesday, September the 6th, 2023. Coming up in 20 minutes, sound check, and we're stunned to a news. In 40 minutes, the Angels decide to go Shohei Otani body double. Eh? Eh? Last night, though, the New York Yankees got home run number 400 from Giancarlo Stanton. And a 5-1 win over the Tigers. And this is the first time in Giancarlo's career where I had an actual debate in my mind with myself. Is Giancarlo Stanton a Hall of Famer? He is one of the fastest ever to reach 400 home runs. The fourth fastest he did it in 1,520 games, 1520. He hit 400 home runs in 1520. The fastest to 400 home runs, Mark McGuire, then Babe Ruth, then Alex Rodriguez, three games ahead of Albert Pujols. Babe Ruth, perhaps the greatest baseball player of all time, Alex Rodriguez, one of the most talented players of all time, but a cheater. Mark McGuire, one of the greatest power hitters of all time, but a cheater. Albert Pujols, one of the greatest hitters of all time. That's the group that Giancarlo Stanton finds himself in. And I said, God, I've never felt like Giancarlo is a Hall of Famer. But that, that group, considering he's never been popped for PEDs, would suggest that you do what he just did and he's going in. The only other active player with 400 home runs or more is Miggy Cabrera. And Miggy's 40 years old and getting parting gifts everywhere that he goes. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. 
You got two guys in baseball that have 400 home runs. Miguel Cabrera, who's going to go to the Hall of Fame, and now Giancarlo Stanton, who's only 30, what, two years old? So the guy has plenty more years to tack on to this. He's 33. So I started digging in. I mean, he's hitting 205 this year. 205. I mean, what Hall of Famer hits 205? Here's his home run totals over the years. Back with the Marlins. 22, 34, 37, 24, 37, 27. And then that final year with the Marlins, 59 home runs. With the Yankees, he hit 38 in 2018 that had two injury-shortened or COVID-shortened season where he hit a total of seven home runs but played in less than 50 games. And then 35-31 of this year hitting 22 home runs. I looked at Giancarlo Stanton's baseball reference page. He's a five-time All-Star, a two-time Silver Slugger, won the MVP that final year in Florida. And if you scroll all the way down to the bottom, you have similarity scores. Hall of Fame or historical comps. Similar hitters throughout history, Ralph Kiner, Daryl Strawberry, Ryan Howard, Jay Buhner, Danny Tartable, Richie Sexton, Jeremy Bermitz, Pat Burrell, Bryce Harper, Troy Gloss. That feels like the class. That feels like the type of guy that Giancarlo is, a Richie Sexton, a Ryan Howard, a Jay Buhner, a Danny Tartable, guys who were really great power hitters at their peaks, but were not baseball Hall of Famers. You would not go to Cooperstown and say, where's the Danny Tartable plaque? But that's over the course of careers. Similar batters through this age, Harmon Killebrew, Ralph Kiner, Willie McCovey, Mike Schmidt, Jim Tomey, Fred McGriff, Reggie Jackson, Carlos Delgado. Most of those guys are Hall of Famers. Now, in terms of Hall of Fame scores, whether these are legit or not, I mean, Harold Baines is in there. He didn't have a Hall of Fame score necessarily, I'm sure. But hitting, average Hall of Famers at 27, according to this metric that baseball reference uses. 27s for the average Hall of Famer. Giancarlo's at 21. Hall of Fame monitor, likely Hall of Famers at a 100. Giancarlo's at an 82. Hall of Fame standards, average Hall of Famer 50. His batting standards at 28. So he falls short of all those metrics of where a projected Hall of Famer would be from baseball reference. But he's one of the quickest ever to 400 home runs, and he's got another Four, five years? I mean, he's only 33 years old. He could play until he's 40. Now, I'm not saying he'll stay healthy. He can never do that. I'm not saying he'll be effective. But you hang around, you hit 20 home runs for a couple more years. You get to 500. If you've never been popped on PEDs or steroids and hit 500 home runs, do you got to go in? And am I going to take A.J. Amendola to Cooperstown one day down the road? 
and see a Giancarlo Stanton plaque? Say it ain't so. Which is the direct opposite to, is that so? Say it ain't so is the opposite of, is that so? The Arizona Cardinals are going to be a wretched football team. And the fact that they didn't want a reasonably professional and effective quarterback, veteran quarterback like Colt McCoy, to be their their starter as Kyler Murray rehabs from injury and instead would go with a Josh Dobbs or a Caleb Toon. What's that guy's name? Some Toon guy? Looney Toon? Titan Toon? Tiny Toon? Al Toon? Oh, Clayton Toon. The fact that those are their quarterback options right now suggests that perhaps the Arizona Cardinals are making business decisions here. The fact that they didn't want to rehab Isaiah Simmons, the number seven pick overall in the draft just a couple of years ago, and instead said, you know what, Uh, we'll take a seventh for him. Get him out. Suggests that maybe they're making business decisions. That business decision being, if we're really garbage this year and we have one of the top two picks in the NFL draft, we could have Caleb Williams, Drake May, or maybe one of these other quarterbacks rise up. We have a franchise QB we're sitting on with a rookie deal. We'll take that, take that, take that, and we will sell Kyler Murray. We'll trade him away, get him out of here, and we can reset everything. And I'll tell you this, if you have a chance to jettison Kyler Murray for a Caleb Williams or a Drake May, in my book, you take it every single day and twice on Sunday and three times on Monday Night Football. Good riddance to Kyler Murray. Now, Another part of this is you've got to have a guy at head coach who is not going to rally the troops. You don't want this locker room messing around and wanting to win one for the guy that they're getting coached by, some inspirational speaker. You don't need Newt Rockney in there. You don't need Mike Tomlin in there. You don't need a guy that captivates you, a Dan Campbell type that's going to coach you into a couple of wins just because you're going to kill yourself for him. No, 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 no. You need somebody boring, bland, vanilla, which makes Jonathan Gannon perfect. Gannon, former defensive coordinator with the Eagles, taking over this job this year. And the Cardinals social media staff is doing a behind-the-scenes, hard-knocks type of, of film about the Cardinals this season. And to promote the start of the season, the kickoff, they gave a little teaser video on social media, okay? Google, Yahoo, Facebook, Twitter. And we got to see a head coach demand the attention of the men in that room. Welcome back. Who drove over here? Quick, let me see your hands. Who took the bus? Did you have fire in your gut? Did you? We're here for a reason. Don't get that twisted. Okay, we're here for a reason to win games. So if you didn't have that fire in your gut, you better light the fire pretty fast. Be who you are. Just understand, I'm looking for killers. Jonathan Gannon, head coach of the Cardinals. Perfect. Perfect. 
I mean, who wouldn't run into traffic, run through a wall for that guy as he leads off his hype speech with, how'd you get here today? Did you drive? Did you take the bus? Damn, dude! You had me at drive! Did you take the bus? No, I didn't take the bus. I drove. Uh-huh. He was like, reading my mind, man. And then you, you really... You really know how flat this team is going to be, which is perfect, when he commands the room by saying, you got fire in your gut? No, that that was just a cheesy, beefy burrito supreme. You got fire in your gut? Fire in your gut? You got some fire in your gut? <laughs> yeah? It, am I? You want fire in the gut? Because you're kind of low energy right now, Coach. And you should see the shots of the players. The shots of the players, they're all like looking down to their desk. They're like twiddling their pencils. They're looking at one another. I don't know why the Cardinals social team put this out. I, I'm not on Twitter or Facebook right now. But it's the least hype, hype video of all time. And it... Definitely doesn't make me interested in the rest of this series. Shake the bus. You got fire in your gut? Fire in your gut? Fire in the hole! Fire in the gut? It's the worst hype speech ever, which is why I'm banging the under on wins with the Cardinals. That team's going to be pathetic this year, which is perfect. You need to be terrible. Perfect year to be terrible. One of the best quarterback classes potentially in recent memory. You need to be terrible. Billy Jockalone, cue that one up for me one more time. I want to play the whole thing. Everybody get fired up. This is white knuckle time on your steering wheel. Wake up the kids. If you're driving to the school, turn up the radio. You want them fired up for their day? You want to get fired up for your day at work? This is who's going to hype you up. Jonathan Gaddon's going to hype you up. Welcome back. Who drove over here? Quick, let me see your hands. Who took the bus? Did you have fire in your gut? Did you? We're here for a reason. Don't get that twisted. Okay, we're here for a reason to win games. So if you didn't have that fire in your gut, you better light the fire pretty fast. Be who you are. Just understand, I'm looking for killers. Man, who's ready for Cardinals football now? Season tickets on sale now. Get your 2023 Cardinals here. You drive to work or you take the bus? Uh, uh, should I have taken the bus? Got fired again? Cardinals begin the Jonathan Gannon tenure coming up on Sunday against the Commanders. Where else would you rather be than Landover, Maryland for Commanders v. Cardinals?
which definitely feels like a Chris Myers game on Fox. You need that game. I need Scott Hansen going quad box with Commanders Cardinals of the Jonathan Gannon era. You drive to work? Would you take the bus? Is that a metaphor for life? For my work ethic? For being part of a team? Did I take the bus? Maybe I should have taken the bus. Does he want me to take the bus? You got fire in your gut? Yeah. Don't get it twisted. I want fire in your gut. But not the bad kind. Like the Barcelona guy. On the flight. You don't want, no, not that fire in your gut. No, no, no. We don't want to turn around this flight two hours over the Atlantic, come back to Atlanta. Uh-uh. We want the other fire in your gut. Oh, right. That's a two-win team. When we come back here on the show, we've got sound check, your best audio of the day. Sounds like John and Susan are talking about Martian. So, of course, we're going to play it. And... We have a Tom Doyle update. It's coming up next. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. All right, 22 minutes past the hour, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. The DA Show available on your smart speaker. Tell CBS Sports Radio. Tell your smart speaker to play CBS Sports Radio each and every morning. Here's Jerry Jones. He joined 105.3 The Fan in Dallas talking about Dak Prescott's cap hit to the Cowboys. Those uh, uh, numbers on uh, uh, those contracts, those uh, the types of numbers, especially the big ones, you live with constantly. 
that's always on your mind. There's never a time when it, it goes away because you've got to make the entire thing fit. And so it's, uh, it's on the mind on a player decision in the middle of the year. And um, so uh, it's just a fundamental. Uh, we expect that to be with us a long time. The Jerry Jones, Trey Lance, Dak Prescott dynamic is amazing. And it's amazing because you would know Jerry Jones the moment he walked into a room with you in it, no matter where you were. If he was getting his tires changed next to you, you'd be like, that's Jerry Jones. If I asked you to identify the owner of a handful of other teams, 20 other teams, you'd be like, mm, I don't really know. Like, could you pick out the owner of the Titans or the Broncos or the Saints? Maybe you would get Shad Khan with the Jaguars because of that crazy mustache. But could you pick out Stephen Ross with the Dolphins? Would you know Woody Johnson with the Jets? Could you pick out Steve Bashotti with the Ravens? Could you pick out, you know, a York with the Niners? Like, most owners are not identifiable, but Jerry Jones is. And he loves that. And that part of things is always a problem. Because Jerry is identifiable because he's constantly in the public eye doing football things like talking about cap hits and like doing the Trey Lance thing. And is Jerry annoyed by Dak Prescott? Did he really not want to pay Dak Prescott? Is he happy with Dak Prescott? Does he want to push Dak Prescott? Is he happy with Mike McCarthy? Because there's this... He's frustrated by the Cowboys' lack of winning, but he loves Mike McCarthy. He wants Mike McCarthy to be his new Tom Landry, but he's getting sick and tired of whatever. And it's just, it's never ending. And he's made his own bed, and this is the way the Cowboys will always be. And the Lark idea that they're going to end up in the NFC Championship game, which I've heard this year from some pundits, is just silliness to me. Here is John and Susan, John Sterling, Susan Walden on WFAN in New York, the embargoed station. But, you know, at this point, we've kind of lifted the embargo on everything, I think. The only thing we haven't lifted the embargo on is we're not playing Mraz clips from down the hall. We're playing everything else. But... Except we did that last week oh, or we two did? weeks ago. Yeah, oh. when they were trying to, uh, I, I don't know if we've won this battle, but they are trying to redo the Sean takes the SAT bit. I see. Because they discovered how dumb Sean is. They discovered. Uh, yes, and uh, I frankly said, shame on all of them for being uncreative and plagiarizing. Have a new bit, make fun of Sean's lack of knowledge all you want, but making him take the SAT again is just nonsense. We did play a clip of them. Oh, we should take the SAT. Like it was this, this great, unique idea that no one's but ever had before. you said maybe we won because they're not going to do that. I haven't heard it. I haven't heard it mentioned. Now they work less than you do on that show in the afternoon. They're finally back together this week. So am I. Assuming everyone shows up on that show. So maybe it'll be revived now, but it's been quiet for about 10 days. That's like we never happened. Yeah. It's like 11 years with Mraz down the hall never happened. And that's an all-timer. That's a multi-part episode. And as I said in the air, it's also not over yet because you still are leaving <laughs> the ending dangling in the air. But anyway. The dangling participle. Mm. So Sterling and Susan were calling the Yankees game the other night. This is last night. And Jason Dominguez, a hotshot rookie, 
comes up to the plate, and apparently his nickname since he was young was Is the Martian because he does out-of-this-world type of things. And there is a fan in the stands dressed as a little green man from outer space. Here is John and Susan. Here's Jason Dominguez, first at bat in Yankee Stadium. A husky lefty hitter who's already hit two home runs. Pitch caught on a missed breaking ball down and in. And the count 0-1. I'm laughing. Did you see the fan dressed as a Martian in the stands? He's got all green all over (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Uh, Here's the 0-1. John wants no part of it. No. Here is Susan giggling about the Martian guy in the stands, and he just goes right in. It's the (laughs) 2-1. Not taking that bait. He's been off for a while. He misses calling games. It's only action for John right now. (laughs) Do we like that nickname? The Martian? I don't like the fact that he might be that good. But let's just talk about the nickname. Uh, I mean, it's not catchy, but it's the idea behind it's pretty absurd that he was so good growing up that he's not human. Like, that's a nice compliment to be given. Yeah, it's just it's when I think Martian, I think of like the great gazoo from the Flintstones. <laughs> right. It's it not like, a very intimidating nickname or no. a cool, hard nickname. It can. It's usually dismissive. Like, you're weird, you're a freak, you're an alien. But in this case, it's like you're too good to be from here, yeah. which is kind of nice. Which... We've had that before, like, he's an alien, he's a unicorn. Yeah. Unicorn's the fancy one now, the, the popular one. Finally, this video went viral yesterday. The Eli brothers, the Manning brothers, <laughs> Peyton and Eli, holding, quote, auditions for new members of this season of the Manning cast. Hi, I'm Jared Goff, quarterback, here to audition. So, Jared, how excited are you about the opportunity to be on the most popular show on television? Isn't this for the Manning cast? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I play quarterback. Ooh, quarterback. We like that. You like that? I just said that we liked it. You like that? I mean, what is this guy's deal? No, but did you did you like it? How do you feel about audibles? We generally just want the quarterback to run the play that's called. That's the play. Sean McVay, Los Angeles Rams head coach. On this team, we tear ourselves to pieces. This is how you guys dress in real life. You guys are terrible evaluators and go f- yourself. Are you right? Who are your broadcasting icons? Another one. Um, what would you say are your strengths? We the best. I'm just here because your guys have the most punchable faith in the history of punching faces. That was my favorite one, Mike Tyson. We can we can cut it. It's it's fine. You know, wow. it's Reese Witherspoon. I mean, we're honored you'd even consider auditioning for the Manning cast. Let's pull this down. It's fine. I, I mean, you know, I thought that. The writing was okay. I thought the delivery from athletes and the Mannings were stiff, as you heard there. Mike Tyson's was the best one. You guys have the most punchable faces ever. I just want to punch them. They do have punchable faces. (laughs) That was a funny one. But, you know, DJ Khaled was stupid. Kirk Cousins yelling, you like that? I mean, okay, a sixth grader could write that joke. I, I thought, considering how good a lot of their other stuff is and how naturally funny both Peyton and Eli were or are, I thought this was pretty lame. 
it's so long. Was that five minutes? It felt it felt too it long. It feels long. It feels we long. We play probably 30 seconds of about yeah. 90 of it. That's not the reaction you want from it. It's people going, when is this over? But people seem to love it. People love them. Yeah. That's the thing. They've and got built-in success. And all celebrity cameos. Right. So, like, Mike McDaniel's the guy in there that says, I think you guys are the worst broadcasters ever and go bleep yourselves or something like that. And that's pretty funny, except Mike McDaniel's not really known... For cursing. For, yeah, and, and being like tough. Yeah, right. Yeah. So to have Mike McDaniel in there is funny because he is funny, but he would be more, he would be like doing a diatribe about something disconnected from what they're talking about. And when, what's the quarterback that, oh, Jared Goff, are you ready to to work for the most popular show on television? And he goes, I thought we were doing the Manning cast. It's a funny line, but nobody considers the Manning cast the most popular show on television. It was also, that was one of the worst deliveries for both of them. Right. Um, but be nice to Kirk Cousins, man. I'm in on the Kirk Cousins re renaissance. You watch quarterbacks, nerdy Kirk, endearing. He can act now. I'm all in. Yeah, I don't like this renaissance that Kirk Cousins is having. Be, be on board now, DA. Be an early adopter. What's, what is the best case scenario for Kirk Cousins this season? Yeah, I mean, not 13 and four like last year. Um, Best case is uh, 10 and seven. 11 and six. 11 and six with that defense. I don't know. With no Dalvin Cook, I don't know. But okay. 11 and six, and they win the wild card round. That's yeah, best or, case. Or somehow the Lions aren't as good as we think they are, yeah, and so the they, Bears and Packers aren't good, so the division is easier to win. They steal steal a game, but steal yeah, a division. Yes, they win the division, then they win their home playoff game in, in, well, the, that, yeah, in that, the wild card round. Yeah. That's best case. Yeah, which would be an improvement off of last year. <laughs> right. But what? So what bandwagon would I jump on? The the team that wins one playoff game this year? No, the let's give Kirk more respect. To do what? What's he going to do? Uh, no, just acknowledging what he is. He's a heck of a quarterback. He's a great dad, a great father. He can sing. Maybe well, he can act he might a little bit. he's a great bit. dad. I'm not going to take that away from him. He's a good quarterback? Yeah, he's yeah. good. Yes. Made a lot of money? Yes, definitely. He's going to make more money this offseason from somebody else probably than the Vikings? Yes. A man from Florida tweets in, Man, <laughs> I think Boyle going MIA this morning because of the U.S. bleeping open, should actually solidify this job. Seriously, oh. who does that? You have to hire him full-time. We walked into the studios today, and there was no Pat Boyle. Boyle was no-show. AWOL, M-I-A. But he has arrived. Albeit late to the show, he has arrived. Boyle, you have the floor for your mea culpa. Yesterday, you were going on a U.S. Open bender. You had not been home in three days, sleeping twice in a row, two nights in a row here at the studios because you were up late at the U.S. Open. Did you go back to Flushing Meadows yesterday after the show? I did. Okay, no shower against stinky clothes. You went out there after the show. Did you buy new clothes again? I did. Okay. <laughs> How much did you spend on those clothes? Uh, 170. <laughs> Okay. You spent three twenty five on over the last three days for two U.S. Open outfits. That'd be correct. He needs this full time job badly now, so he buys this new outfit. How long do you stay at the U.S. Open yesterday? I left at seven o'clock p.m. Correct. No, no, no. I stayed to send in the, the rundown for the show. So whenever I sent that email, it was like seven forty five or eight o'clock. I sent that and I left. Then you, you end up going home for the first time in a week. <laughs> first time since Sunday. 
Okay, oh. so you end up going home. You finally take a shower. Yes. The first thing you did? Yes. Okay. You finally put on clean clothes. And what time do you get to bed? So we had our fantasy fantasy league draft at 10. Carlos with a K, who's in that league, I guess can vouch. I mean, not, not, not that it matters, could vouch. We started that at 10 o'clock. That ended, I want to say, it was pretty quick, like 11.05, 11.10. And I was alarms on, in bed, ready to knock out. Even debated maybe some entertainment videos, if you will. <laughs> but I was... Uh, entertainment videos. <laughs> That's an interesting way to phrase it. But I was like, I was like, just I should just get some sleep. So yeah, the last think? thing I remember, I... Phone's right on the nightstand next to me, ready to get five hours of sleep, five and a half hours of sleep for, you know, which would be double the amount of sleep uh, from from the night before. And then all of a sudden, snapped awake this morning, phone was on the floor, unplugged, dead. So we don't know how the, the phone went from plugged in and charging to unplugged and on the floor. Yeah. I no idea. Bigfoot? Could be Bigfoot. Could be a little sabotage, maybe. Yeah, Carlos with a K. Working theory is that you think in the middle of your night in a haze, you were getting a lot of text messages from your buddies, and you unplugged the phone and just threw it onto the floor. Yeah, well, not throw it. Probably just un, maybe unplugged it. Like, I 10% open to look at it and just put the phone back down on the bed, and then it fell off, and I had, you know, my phone was dying. It was close to dying when I plugged it in, so... I guess overnight, the text that, that continued to flood in from my friend's group chat probably knocked my phone out. And uh, No backup and alarm that. clock, huh? No, and that's that's the big lesson out of this here, DA. I mean, obviously, it's pretty embarrassing embarrassing morning here for me. So, uh, <laughs> you know, if we had a time machine, that wouldn't happen. But I think that that would be the next best thing is get a backup alarm clock. Yeah, I, I, set, I set the phone alarm. And I've got an old school alarm clock with two alarms on that Oof. alarm clock. So there's no way that yours truly could sleep through anything. But you could wow. go the Pete the Body route where he hires other people, outsources <laughs> the alarm clock <laughs> so that they call him. But okay, well, Boyle is here. We have to we have to deal with the aftermath of this, but we'll do that as we went. Work our way through the morning. I know that there yeah. are people weighing in on this that are close to the show. I know Pete the Body has been alerted to this. <laughs> yep, and shockingly, he's angry about it. Shockingly, not handling it that well. Yeah. So, for now, though, we'll do headlines with Andrew Bogish. Oh, that's right. I have to do a job right now. Thanks that's so right. much, DA. Uh, those headlines are brought to you by me and nobody else. We have an NFL game tomorrow night, but who will the Chiefs have for that game against the Lions? Chris Jones' holdout continues. And yesterday, KC added a Travis Kelsey knee issue to the mix. It was initially called a hyperextension, then reports that all ligaments are intact. Kelsey might test the knee today to see if he can face Detroit tomorrow night. Chandler Jones has deleted some Instagram posts ripping the Raiders, Josh McDaniels, and GM <laughs> Dave Ziegler. We'll do this later on in the show, but it's so Raiders. Uh, he's apparently wanted to work out this weekend, but the facility was closed, so he yelled on social media like his chair kept sinking when he sat on it. And the commander still considered Terry McLaurin day-to-day 
With the toe injury he suffered in their preseason game two weeks ago, Ron Rivera said we had an update on the wideout later today when league rules require it. The Cincinnati Rebs, Reds Reds grabbed a wild card spot last night in style. Swinging a bouncing ball through the right side, base hit. Here comes De La Cruz, the plate. Here comes the throw. Not in time. Reds win it 7-6. to six. Christian Encarnacion Strand singles home Ellie De La Cruz and the Reds walk off over the Mariners. That's Tommy Thrall on Reds Radio. A 7-6 win after tying the game in the 8th on Nick Martinez or Martini's pinch hit 3-run blast. Since he sits in the third wild card spot this morning, a half game up on the Marlins who beat the Dodgers 6-3. Arizona drops a full game behind Cincy with a 3-2 home loss to the Rockies. In the AL, the O's topped the Angels 5-4-10, and 10, answering an earlier dramatic win from the Rays. 2-2 to the second baseman, Lau. Swing and a drive, deep toward the right field corner! Gone! 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 The Rays have won it, and Brandon Lau has walked it off! That's from Rays Radio, an 8-6 win in 11 over the Red Sox, a game-ending three-run homer. Tampa stays three and a half games behind Baltimore while increasing its lead atop the wildcard standings to six and a half over Seattle. Jose Altuve homered in his first three at-bats last night after going deep in his final one on Monday. Five total homers over two days so far in Arlington. His Astros cruising to a 14-1 victory, dropping the Rangers out of a playoff spot this morning. Texas, a half game behind the Jays, who dumped the A's 7-1. After the historic start the Rangers had, one of the best starts in franchise history, they are currently out of a playoff spot with less than a month to go. Yeah, I think it's two out or two behind Houston in the division and a half game out of the last wild card spot. Oh boy! Ohio State head coach Ryan Day says QB Kyle McCord will start again Saturday against Youngstown State. Devin Brown will play as well again. Neither impressive in their season opening win at Indiana. Ben Shelton and Francis Tiafo played past midnight Eastern. Tough wake up for tennis fans, but they saw the 20-year-old Shelton upset the 10 seed in four sets to reach the U.S. Open Final Four. Shelton is the youngest American male to get this far since Michael Chang in 92. Germany rallied past, then held off Latvia 81-79 to reach the FIBA World Cup semifinals, where they'll face the U.S. on Friday. Canada and Slovenia play the last quarterfinal about an hour from now. And when Canada and Slovenia take the floor, you throw out the record books. Listen, you laugh at R.J. Barrett versus Luka Doncic, but what else would you want on an early September morning from Manila than that kind of basketball head-to-head? Tell me what FIBA is doing here. These are the FIBA championships. So this is the in-between-the-Olympics world championship? This is the World Cup, and there is some... This is the Basketball World Cup. Basketball World Cup, and there is a way... One of the ways to qualify for the Olympics is how you finish in this event. So there have been teams that are no longer playing but have already qualified to go to Paris next summer. But the Americans don't always win this. No, in fact, I don't think they won it the last two, maybe? We always win the Olympics. We we don't win this. Correct. Okay. Yeah, because we don't always we don't send the best players to this yeah. one. Yeah. So this and um but they're in the semifinals at the moment. Uh, back here in the States, Brianna Stewart scored 40 in the Liberty's 94-93 win in Dallas last night. Her 15th point set the single-season scoring mark. Diana Taurasi had the record set back in 2006 in four fewer games. So now, we stunned. Woo-hoo! 
doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. A quick update on yesterday's poop plane. Uh, more than one listener sent me the link to a video. There is now a video. Yes, there I, is. I, the plane, again, going across the Atlantic, big plane, two aisles. So somebody is safely walking down one aisle, filming to the left. And you can see the damage done by this person. And it was a biohazard. In particular, there is one brown puddle that seems... I mean, I might have just crashed the plane. Like, there's no, like, it's disgusting. I couldn't have gotten off. I don't know how you how you get off the plane. That one aisle was useless. Well, you got to go to that one aisle that the, the camera person's using. Everybody I, has to shuffle to that aisle. But, yes, yeah, so there was, there was no, no overreaction, no unnecessary decisions. That plane had to come down. You yes. had to get off it. It had to be cleaned. It had to be re, redeployed. It was an empty plane that we're seeing, so we don't know the reaction of the... And this is interesting. We, we don't know the identity of the person that did this. Correct. We don't know the reaction in real time. But when you see the carnage, you just can't even believe that somebody had to sit in that vicinity right. for two hours flying At least back two to hours. Atlanta. Right, At least two hours. Because you have to think that it happens, then they have to try to maybe clean it or discuss it, then decide to go back. And the trip back was could two you, hours. Could you imagine? That's And that's a vicinity of at least 25 people. That that whole area is in almost direct contact. Right. And it's not like, oh, I'll just go stand in the back of the bus or right. you, that's your spot and on I, the plane. There's no empty places for you to hide. Correct. I'm guessing this is a full flight to Barcelona. Yeah. So, I mean, people are stuck within inches, inches. of two distinct puddles of yes. biohazard in the, in the aisle yeah. for, like you said, more than two hours. There's no way they could have went to Barcelona because no. that's another six hours in that flight. Yep. You couldn't clean that up. Nope. There's just, there was no, it's devastating. If, I mean, th that person. <laughs> it's barbaric. That person better have some crazy bacterial infection. If that was just poor timing. I think it might be an elderly person. I'm, this is just a working theory. Yeah, because again, the video is not in any way a, like a mocking video or can you believe it's this happened? Evidence. It's just the postmortem of what's going on, and it, it looks like a it looks like an accident scene. Like there's there's just like napkins and towels just dropped in different places all along the way. It looks like after somebody got like injured, and you scoop them up into the ambulance. The people that sat in that aisle, those aisle seats. Yeah, there was probably six on each side that are in direct contact with the river going down that scars you forever ever forever the, the smell the sight for more than two hours you have to just cover your nose maybe you have the barf bag over you for two hours but uh, you have to switch seats with anybody who's willing to stomach that but who's going to be doing that like in your traveling party maybe someone's like I'll I'll take the bullet for you I sit just, on laps. I mean, oh, sit on God. laps, right? Uh, today's story, by the way, uh, so much. Oh, there's a new one. Yeah, let's do a new one real quick if you want. Okay. We got time. It's a it's a fast one. Okay. Uh, a TV crew in Chicago recently was filming a story early in the morning about a recent run of robberies. This was in the Westtown neighborhood of Chicago. 
Again, they're out there shooting a story, gaining footage about robberies in the area, and then they were robbed. Oh! Three masked armed men pulled up in two different cars, took the crew's camera and personal belongings, and then sped off. So the footage for the story, the robbery story, in the camera, we've never seen that. We don't know, at least from what I read, if these are the robbers <laughs> that triggered the story or really that much of a coincidence. But it's also the second time that a Chicago TV crew has been robbed slash assaulted wow. in the last couple of weeks. So now the local union is trying to figure out what to do about protecting these people out in the town doing their job. Man. Yeah. I never heard of that. Right? TV crews getting mugged? Mm-hmm. And the irony of doing it about robberies and you get robbed. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Thank you, Bogues. When we come back here on the show, the Angels go stunt double for Shohei. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Now a brownie. Whoa, mama. The best of the brownie, the best of a pie, the best of a gooey chocolate chip cookie. Now we're talking. DA on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, that's exactly right. Welcome back. It's exactly right, because I said it. 53 minutes past the hour. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. And remember, the DA show is available on your phone. Use the free Odyssey app or the free CBS Sports app. As reported by The Athletic, it was picture day the other day for the Angels. That was yesterday, Tuesday, picture day. And Shohei Otani was apparently unavailable. Now, the 2023 Angels can't take picture day team photo without their greatest player and a player that they obviously are marketing to fans and they are marketing to the media and they're trying to sell tickets to and try to woo back. They want to be remembered as the team with Shohei Otani. And so instead of delaying picture day, they did something creative. They used a body double. He was taken through a back exit by Angels PR. And so there's a photo of a guy that if you squint your eyes or you hold the video or the photo far away, wear number 17 in an Angels jersey kind of looks like Shohei Otani. But they brought this guy in. Fake Shohei took the photo, and then they escorted him out back so that nobody could catch him and ask him any questions. This is just so Angels. What could be better than the collapse of the Angels after the trade deadline? The Shohei Odani body double team picture. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.